This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. And a happy Victory Monday 2.0 to everybody watching the show. That's two weeks in a row the Bucks have been victorious, so we are having a Victory Monday again. We love Victory Mondays because it makes sure that every Pewter person watching the show is in a great mood. So we're going to talk further about how the Bucks defeated the Bears 27 to 17 in yesterday's game. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place of Pewter Report, Scott Reynolds. And Scott, I know the Bucks have done this before. 2-0 <laughs> still feels pretty, pretty good for this team, given the expectations of them. Yeah, and I think too, right? It's always fun doing Monday shows because it's the start of the work week, and people like they want to just check out at four o'clock Eastern and just watch us rather than finish their work day. And I don't blame them, right? I mean that that sounds more fun than working. Yeah, so we talk we talk some football with you guys, but at four twenty every Monday, not now, but at four twenty, we do this thing called roll call, where oh. we want to hear where you guys are watching and listening to the podcast from, and it's so fun because it's not just in the Tampa Bay area. That's not just around the state of Florida, man. It's not even around the the country here. It's not even around the continental yeah. United States. Sometimes it's Hawaii. Sometimes it's Alaska. Sometimes it's international, baby, because the show goes around the world thanks to you, Peter, people. So at 420, which is about 18 minutes from now, I'm going to go in a little rant. Matt will pop up your comments as well as your locations. So uh, looking forward to that. And we're always so looking forward to uh, some, some good Buccaneer content. A little bit of news today to kind of get to, and we'll – kind of continue our recap of the game. Matt and I were saying before the show, it's so much fun when you watch a football game like that because there's literally so much to talk about. This is not going to be a repeat of last night's podcast. There's so much stuff we didn't even get to. Yes. Uh, little nuggets and, and news. Plus, the Buccaneers had uh, practice today, and, and there was some clips that Matt's going to play with some interviews. Todd Bowles obviously spoke today. Matt was down there covering that, plus Kate Otten and Zion McCollum. But yeah. um, w- one of the things I just want to get to real quick, Matt, is it looks like Chase Edmonds is is going to be out four to six weeks with, with an MCL. Yeah, unfortunately, um, that that's the case for Chase Edmonds, who obviously he got out of the game fairly early with, with that knee injury, but he looked pretty good when he was running yeah. the ball. He had two rushes for 12 yards. He had one that was for 14 yards and then right. one that lost a couple. But um, Todd Bowles was asked today about whether or not the Bucs are going to add someone else and and Todd Bowles said that he he likes the the running back room that is upon the the Bucks at the moment. Do I necessarily believe him? No, not necessarily because you kind of <laughs> right. have a bad camper in there right now with uh, with Keyshawn Vaughn. But who knows? Right. Maybe Patrick Laird gets elevated from the practice squad. The Bucks did release um yeah. center John Molshin who they had just signed to the practice squad yeah. the week before. So there are going to be a little bit of changes there, but uh, outside of Chase Edmonds, and understandably Carlton Davis didn't play and, and Kalisha Kansi didn't play, the Bucks overall were relatively healthy following the game against the Chicago Bears, yeah. which obviously will be super, super important against the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, for sure. Um, folks, we are perilously close to getting 12,000 YouTube subscribers. You guys have been awesome. We have had more growth in terms of our YouTube subscriber count. And YouTube, you know, Matt, they say you subscribe, but it's really free. It's not like we're charging you guys anything. It's, you're hitting a button and you're becoming an official pewter person by subscribing mm-hmm. to Pewter Report TV. And so I will check here. Let's see where we're at. Uh, we are at 11,953. So if my plant city math uh, is correct, that would be 47 <laughs> little uh, nod to the late, great Mark Cook there. Um, we're 47 pewter people away from 
the uh, the magic number of 12,000. So today is is Monday. We're recording this after the game. It's a victory Monday. Our next podcast is going to be on Wednesday. That's going to be our Bucks Eagles preview. And what we'd love to see you guys do is help us get there by Wednesday's podcast. So we want to come on Wednesday at four o'clock and we want to celebrate and throw a little, little bit of a pewter party for hitting 12,000. So if you guys can do that, that would be awesome. Yeah, we absolutely, absolutely would love that. We've The Peter people have been incredible this entire time. So um, always so much fun. There's a lot to get into from this game, like we said, that we didn't talk about on yesterday's show. Uh, one of them is, and this was just looking at the snap count analysis again, I got to give a shout out to Kate Odden for playing yes. 97% <laughs> of the snaps in both games so far, and especially – at Raymond James Stadium, where it was humid, it was scorching mm-hmm. hot in the in that first game or the first home game of the season. Yeah. Still played, played extremely hard. Had his better game of the season out of the out of the first two. Mm-hmm. So um, kudos, yeah. kudos to Kate Odden. Had six catches for forty one yards. He spoke about being able to play um, in this heat and ninety seven percent of the snaps. So let's hear from uh, from Kate Odden. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And that's something uh, Coach Canales has talked about, just like the more reps we can get in this system, the more it'll come together, the better we'll feel about it. And so um, I think just sticking to the run is so important in this offense and to us developing as a group. And um, for us to to get that amount of carries the first couple weeks to get those runs on tape and to to study them and watch them is only going to do good things for us down the road. And obviously led to, led to great results in the games. That was uh, Kate Odden also talking about the importance of sticking to the run game, which we saw yeah. much more of an improvement of um, in this game. But I, I, I like what Kate Odden can do as, you know, the third or fourth option. I call them Mr. Reliable uh, to his face when talking about kind of just being that safety valve for Baker Mayfield in this offense. But uh, let's get a little bit more of Kate yeah. Odden talking about stamina. Yeah, it's – it's a great challenge, you know, and I, I try and take pride in never asking to come out of the game. So it's just like one of those things like you got to refocus every single play, just focus on that next rep and what do you have to do to win it. And so um, that, that's really all I'm thinking about in the moment. And then, you know, however many plays I play at the end of the game, it, it is what it is. How are you feeling after the game? Is there just a ton of ice involved? <laughs> Yeah, there's eyes, there's laying down. Uh, it, no, I feel good. It's, you know, we talk about one of my coaches in college said, like, after a game you lose and you play a lot, you, you hurt. But if you win, it's like a sweet pain, you know. So thankfully, we've had the sweet pain the last couple of weeks, and hopefully that keeps going. Yeah, That's I love that stuff. last. I love that last quote about like when you win, it doesn't hurt as much. It's, <laughs> right. it's a good feeling. It's like if you work out for the first time in a while, like oh yeah, one nice and sore. So hopefully the Bucks keep that winning streak going. Exactly. I just see here in in the the comments that um, I guess there was an issue with the streaming on YouTube. So um, if you missed the first couple of minutes of the show, I guess it's corrected itself now. Maybe that's the case. We're doing it live, so we're obviously not, we're not watching it on YouTube. We're doing the show. But you'll be able to see the whole show in its entirety. Sometimes technology, it's great when it works, but sometimes there are some yeah. glitches. You I'm hit start, it and it doesn't On our end, more. but yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, Scott Jacks uh, says the Zion interview was awesome. So we're going to get some analysis in the game, and we'll have a roll call here in about 11 minutes, but let's, do you have any Zion interview as well? Yeah, got a, got a couple, something. got a couple from Zion. This first video I'll play, it's him just talking about his assessment of like how he did it in the game. And we talk a little bit about the defense closing it out at the end with, with those two big turnovers, especially obviously yeah. uh, Shaq Barrett's game winning pick six. Yeah, just had a really good week of preparation, met with a lot of our coaches and got comfortable with the game plan. And for me, it was a good week of preparation and, the thing that I've been doing in the past is thinking a lot when I'm out there. Yeah. And so if I think, go out there and think, then what's the point in preparing? So I just went out there, wasn't thinking, just playing. Sure, yeah, I knew that at some point in the season I was going to have to step up and become a starter. And so if you would have told me that it was going to happen in week two in the offseason, I would have shook my head like, no way. But that's the game of football. You know, anything is going to happen, so you have to be ready at all times. And I got my name called up, and I was ready to go. 
Can you speak on the defense closing the game out with those two big plays at the end? I mean, especially the Shaq pick six. Everyone was going wild when he reached the end zone. It was absolutely incredible, especially for him and everything that's going on. I mean, you wouldn't want that to happen. And talk about, like, divine intervention. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. But that just speaks to the defense as a whole. I mean, we play the, the fourth quarter the same way we do the first quarter. We're just going to come out and keep firing. We don't get tired. We've been in this Tampa heat. We know what it's like. We're conditioned. We're ready. And, you know, we're very excited moving forward. And the next thing that really interested me with Zion McCollum, and this kind of goes back to an interview that you, Scott, had with Zion, where Mm -hmm. Zion just talked about him feeling so much more comfortable, especially after a conversation he had with with Todd Bowles, where Todd essentially told him to drop his nuts on the table. Shout out to to Manscaped. (laughs) And so I was curious about where his confident level was both before this game and and, uh, following it. And this was his response. I feel absolutely, you know, amazing confidence-wise, especially going in. I know this was a big game for me that I just put pressure on myself to say, you know, your career could go one of two ways. And this game is a really defining moment for me, especially being the first starter of my second year. So I just took it and I ran with it. And, you know, me athletically, I always think of myself as being, you know, bigger, faster and stronger than any receiver that I'll ever line up against. And this game, it was just truly just believing that and just knowing that at the end of the day, you know, it's me versus them. And I'm going to bet on myself every time. Yeah. You can tell he's been hanging around Carlton Davis, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that yeah. he had that level of swagger, Matt, <laughs> walking into one buck place as a rookie last year. I just don't. But Carlton Davis, man, he just rubs off on you that way. It's like he, you know, he's he's gonna make you a believer. If not, then you're out of here. But Zion's sticking around, and it's it's good to see him improve. Uh, every interaction we've had with him, he's a nice guy. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't like football players who are nice guys. I just don't. I like I like a holes. I like. Warren Saps, Hardy Nickerson's. I like guys that Jason Pierre Paul, guys that are fire and brimstone uh, guys. Yeah. But th- then I got to remind myself that um, you know John Lynch was a really nice guy, and you can still be a really good football player. You know? Tristan Wirfs, is a <laughs> yeah. Tristan Wirfs, Leroy Selman, right? So you you can be one of the other and still be successful. And Zion's a nice guy. He's a guy that you do want kind of want to root for. And it's funny, I'm sitting there in, in the press box next to Bailey Adams, and there was a play right before the interception he should have had. Mm-hmm. Where we both looked at it, and and, and he, I think he had a pass breakup, where he closed, and he was like half a step late, and it's like he saw it the same time that the receiver saw it, and he he fired, he pulled the trigger like just a tick late, but the thing is, is he recognized it. I looked at Bailey and I said, you know what? I said if they throw that ball again, Zion's picking it off. Because he realized that you could just tell by his body language. He wasn't like, like, oh, gosh, you know. But he was just like, okay, next time, like, I got you, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I swear, a couple plays later, same side of the field, everything. It, you know, he went up and got the ball. And, and you can just, like, see him believing in his talent. And when you believe in your talent, then you can pull the trigger and hit the target. And, and, and I, I see this guy getting some interceptions. It's kind of funny, Matt, what he said. Where he said, I knew he was going to get some starts this year. Yeah, he's in a room with Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. Not exactly the healthiest cornerbacks, yeah. unfortunately, for this team. I, I'm laughing and, and jest. I, I wish no ill will to any Buccaneer starter by any means. But yeah, those guys have had a hard time with injuries, you know, and, and injuries, it's not really their fault, especially a toe injury. But, you know, um, Todd Bowles believes in this kid, man. He believes in him the way he's believed in Carlton Davis, the way he's believed yeah. in, in Jamel Dean. And uh, and we'll see. I'm I'm excited about where he's going in his career. And let's be real. Zion McCollum is going to be a very important factor and a key in this Bucks defense because we don't know how long Carlton Davis is going to be out for just yet. This could be a lingering thing that goes on for a while. And, yeah, shout out to uh, Gary with the comments. Yeah. So, Zion, I think eventually, maybe not this season, obviously, but eventually I think he's going to be a full-time starter for mm-hmm. the Buccaneers. I do too. It just, just kind of depends on what role that he's in. Yeah. And we saw him with big opportunities last year, and it didn't necessarily work out. And I think some of that is just being a rookie in the NFL, yeah. especially at the corner position. So Zion's going to get his opportunities, not just as a starter, yeah. but, I mean, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles or some of the next upcoming opponents – 
Right. Who you going to pick on? And I, I, I get that Jamel Dean has struggled a little bit in the first yeah. two games, but you're more than likely going to pick on the second-year sure. player starting at corner. Of course. Yeah. Or Christian Isian, but the yeah. way that Christian Isian has been playing, that might be that's a huge right. mistake. <laughs> and it's his job to make him pay, right, Matt? I mean, that's the beauty yeah. of it, right? And so, uh, yeah, he's going to get some opportunities. We'll we'll see. I, I saw some of the Pewter people put in the chat here a couple of nice guys, right? Work done, definitely a nice guy. Rondé Barber, um, nice guy off the field, but like a, a silent assassin on the field. Rondé will slit your throat, man. Like that dude on the field, he's he's like John Lynch. The, the switch flips. You go from being a nice guy to I'm going to knock your block off type player. So work done. Yeah, always a nice guy. Rondé on the field, he was not a nice guy. Rondé, I'm not saying he was dirty. He wasn't, but I mean, he was... He was a stone cold killer. He had that kind of mentality, and and that's kind of the thing. And you know, the, the funny thing is, is is like we're we're not we're not supposed to like get involved. You know, peel, peel back the curtain a little bit here. Um, I, I I like Zion. I'm rooting for the kid. I mean, he's he's athletic as as all get out, right? And and I, I and I I gave him Rondé Barber's number last year, and I'm not sure what it is about you young whippersnappers in your young generation. You know, why don't you ask for help? You know, um, but. Uh, you know, I, I said, hey, uh, you, you know, Rondé Barber struggled with a really bad rookie season in 1997. You know, obviously you're 6'2", he's 5'10". Yeah. He was a nickel guy. You're an outside guy. I mean, Rondé also played outside. But give Rondé a call, right? I mean, he's he's right here in the neighborhood. He's around one Buccaneer place sometimes. You know, soak up some of that knowledge. And then training camp rolls around. I'm like, did you ever call Rondé Barber? He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, Zion, what are you doing, man? Like, all it's going to do is is make you a better player when you have a conversation with Rondé. So they finally kind of hooked up in training camp. And, and of course, Rondé's like, wait a minute, you have a twin brother too. So they got yeah. something in common aside from being Buccaneer corners, but better late than never. But I'm glad that, that Zion seems to be taking that step because as you said, Matt, he's going to be a future starter at some point. He's also playing against his brother this week. <laughs> his brother plays yeah. with the Philadelphia Eagles. They That's won't right. be on the same side, but uh, that was, yeah. uh, that was another brief storyline from, um, Yep. from from the press conference today but yeah I'm, I'm really excited for for zion mccollum the speed and everything is incredible but once we get a super chat uh, that's uh that's where the topic yep. goes to next so we got one from paul aka florida Dreamhouse. thank you so much paul for the five dollars thank super you chat. it says happy victory monday from cleveland ohio by the way um, I'm sure Paul, you maybe started watching this a little bit because Baker played for the Browns. We had a ton of Oklahoma people in the uh, Peter Game Day live stream. That's awesome. Uh, yesterday, so <laughs> Boomer Sooner to all the uh, all the Oklahoma awesome. fans or Cleveland fans that are yeah. still rooting for Baker. Anyway, um, Paul, thanks again for the super chat. Happy Victory Monday from Cleveland, Ohio. Baker Revenge Tour keeps rolling along. Is <laughs> yeah. 2020 Baker back or still too early? PR is my go-to for all things Bucks. Paul, thank you again. Thank you so much. Is Baker all the way back? I am still going to be cautious of the fact yeah. that it is only two games yep. against teams that are 0-4 overall. Now, if Baker plays turnover-free football against the Philadelphia Eagles and mm -hmm. the Bucs keep it a close game, I'm not predicting just yet that the Bucs are going yep. to win, but if Baker plays a solid game and the Bucs hang tough with the uh, with the Eagles, the defending NFC South, defending NFC champions, right? Um, that will go a long way to deciding that Baker Mayfield is back. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, Matt. And, and I wrote about this in today's two point conversion uh, article column. I'll, I'll drop it in the chat here so you guys can read it. In a nutshell, we've we've kind of seen this magic act before, right? With Ryan Fitzpatrick, yes, <laughs> with, with a couple of amazing games and a two and zero start. And the Buccaneers looked like world beaters in 2018. Didn't end up that way, but it was a hot start, and it kind of captivated the nation. Remember, the Fitz Magic era was born, right? He, he came out wearing Deshaun Jackson's uh, attire, um, and he's even wearing that stuff on his DraftKings commercial now, so it's kind of cool yeah. that, that that started in Tampa. Uh, but we'll see, right? I, I'm not I'm not doubting Baker, Um you know, am I a believer? I'm, I'm a believer through two weeks, right? Let's let's see how he fares against the Eagles because the Bears, were, that was the JV team. Now now we're getting the varsity. Now we're going to yeah. see. This is going to be the measuring stick for for the Buccaneers and also, too, I think for the Eagles, right? They beat a winless Patriots team. They beat a winless Vikings team. The Bucs have beaten two winless teams themselves in Minnesota and Chicago. So we'll really see 
Um, I think talent-wise, uh, the Bucks are good. I think the Eagles are better. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last year. I'm not going to disrespect Philly and say that they're a bunch of bums. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're a good football team. At the same time, Todd Bowles has had some previous success against the Eagles, beating yeah. them twice in 2021. And that was at Philadelphia on Thursday night and then in the wild card game here in Tampa. Now, at the same time, Jalen Hurts has gotten better. They have A.J. Brown. They've got Devontae Smith. They've got you know better weapons all the way around. The offensive line is Running bigger game. and better. I mean, look how the Eagles ran it against the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, yeah. how, the, how the Bucs ran it against the Minnesota Vikings. So there are a couple of different factors going into this game. But yeah. you mentioned that the Eagles might be a little bit better than the Bucs. There are not many things that are better than a victory Monday roll call. That's right. Because it is 420. We want to know where you are at, computer people. For those that may not know, we do this every Monday, whether we're in season or not in season, um, where we um, do roll call because we love interacting with the uh, with the pewter people, all the Bucks fans that watch this podcast because you guys are so great. So Scott's going to start talking about a Bucks topic that he's in the mood to uh, discuss. And in the meantime, if you guys could start um, putting in your address or yeah. your, your address, your uh, location of where <laughs> you are watching from, um, I'll put it up on the screen. Yep. And yeah, we'll find out where everyone's watching from because we got fans from all over. So Scott, without further ado, please take it away. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. So if you look at this uh, this picture here, and if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, well, I'll just tell you, it's a picture of Baker Mayfield just flipping the ball, tossing it, shovel pass, whatever you want to call it, to Kate Otten. And he's done this a couple times now. I think once or twice in Minnesota, several times yesterday, where he's just about getting sacked, and he'll do a sidearm delivery, or he'll flip the ball to Rashad White, to Kate Otten. And it's a little bit of, of a magic act right now. I mean, he's a bit yeah. of, a, of a Houdini. He's really escaping some of these sacks. He's been sacked one time. He owned it. It was in Minnesota when they had a three-man pass rush. He actually backed into the sack of Daniil Hunter, who was actually getting blocked by Luke Gedeke pretty well. So I, I like Baker Mayfield. But, you know, when you when you're winning, you're making big plays. You're getting the pick sixes, you're getting the sacks, you're making the the the, the timely interceptions like Chris Christian Isian at the goal line at Minnesota right before halftime, but you're also doing the little things right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And one of the things that really impressed me about Baker Mayfield was just kind of his football awareness. Sometimes you get a lucky bounce. Sometimes the ball does bounce your way. But it, when the ball bounces your way, you got to fall on it, Matt. You got to grab it. You got to pick it up. And that's what happened on a Dave Wells fumble after he got the ball punched yeah. out. It literally flew back 10 yards uh, right in Baker Mayfield's vicinity. And he didn't shy away from it like, you know, maybe Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Oh. No, he he pounced on that ball like a live grenade, right? Trying to save his teammates. And he saved the Bucks' turnover free streak. It's now at, at two games where Tampa Bay's offense hasn't turned the ball over. I can't remember the last time that's happened in Tampa Bay. I'm sure it has. I just don't yeah. remember it. I'm old. But, you know, we also saw a similar play back in, in the first half when there was a field goal block. And how many times, Matt, have you seen a punter, right, uh, where he's the last line of defense uh, on a punt return, and here comes the guy. And it's usually like some little 180-pound pipsqueak punt return guy, you know, uh, somebody usually even bigger than than Devin Tompkins who's about 155. Yeah. But we, we see the punter go, eh, eh. Yeah. It happened you know? in uh, last week's Monday Night Football game yeah. when the Jets won on that punt right. return. The Bills punter, because it was all yeah. on social media. The Bills it's punter sad. Like, oh. Pathetic. Yeah, ah, ah, I can't, I can't get in it. You know, it's just bad. It's horrible. It's, it's like, it's like they're, they think they're playing flag football and they're going for the flag rather than make the tackle. Yeah. No, Jake Camarda doesn't play that. No, Jake Camarda runs. And where do you run at the combine, Matt? Like four six? 
it, something it was, like that. It was pretty. I mean, it definitely stood out among special yeah. teams. He's an athlete, folks. He's not just a punter, right? Remember that that crazy punt where he, yes. he picked up the ball and it was a bad snap, picked it up, avoided getting like tackled for a loss, and then ran and then kicked the ball down the field. I mean, the guy's an athlete. For him to show enough moxie, right, to run back, outrun some Bears defenders, and fall on the ball and recover it, that that is usually a scoop and score opportunity right there, Matt. A hundred percent. Because the only two guys that are going to be around the ball at that time, they're not going to be the, the big fat linemen who are blocking. No, it's going to be the kicker or the punter. And I don't know if about Chase McLaughlin to say whether he would have fallen on that ball or if he would have you know taken the special team's way out. But, but Jake Camarda will not lose the ball. And Baker Mayfield didn't lose the ball. So nobody recovers fumbles like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm impressed by that early on. It's made a big difference, believe it or not. Uh, in yesterday's game, it was close up until Shaq Barrett's pick six. And so, you know, you look at Talladega Knights, right? And it's, yeah. you know, shake and bake, right? Well, I, I say a little, that's right. <laughs> I say a little shake and bake for the Buccaneers yesterday. Uh, the little things matter. Recovering fumbles, keeping possessions, right? Uh, you deny the Bears points right there. And Matt, what happened after Baker Mayfield recovered that David Wells fumble in the next play, setting up third and 14? Uh, well, it's a pretty thrilling third and 14 touchdown pass to Mike Evans with his That's right. huge, huge game. By the way, before we get back to Mike Evans, I think the two plays by Baker Mayfield and Jake Camarda were kind of uh, ways to stay in the good karma of the football gods. Because let's yeah. not remember uh, – Last week against the Vikings, what did Chase McLaughlin hit? It was like a 50 to to take the lead. It was it was over 50 yards. It was like a 55-yarder, 57-yarder, something like that. Yeah. So, like, that's a very long field goal that was not guaranteed to hit, but that was the yeah. game-winning field goal right there. And then Baker almost got picked off on his first throw of the game. So they right. both honored the football gods by, you know, jumping on that football <laughs> later right. on and Baker diving on that, uh, on that punt. But, I mean – Mike Evans' game was absolutely incredible. It was electrifying. I mean, when he scored that touchdown, the the Bucks fans were, you know, pumped up, going crazy. They were, I mean, energized after almost afraid they were going to lose the football, only to get this. a touchdown on the next play. So this is a great time to talk about the presenting sponsor of PewterReport.com, Celsius Energy Drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick with all the assortment of flavors that they have. The newest one in stock for Celsius is the cosmic vibe, but you can't go wrong with any of the flavors. The Arctic vibe is my personal favorite. I can go on and on about all of it. So there's zero sugar in these energy drinks, no uh, post energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with another product out there. So if you need to know where to find one, go to the Celsius store locator on their website, punch in your address. That's where you can throw in your address and it will tell you the closest geographical location where you can find one. And then you can pick them up at your local Walmart, Target, convenience store, health and fitness store, or your bodega. Bodega. And uh, once you know that you love Celsius so much, then you can start getting in bulk. I recommend getting that variety pack because variety is the spice of life. You can uh, go to Amazon, do the subscribe and save, and have it sent to your residence whenever you want. You're in control of it. So it could be weekly, monthly, quarterly, or yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, Celsius the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. Yeah. So I had a request from somebody um, when I was doing the Bucks mailbag. Okay. And uh, it was a, a Victory Monday request that if, if I could uh, uh, to throw two little uh, catchphrases uh, in the same sentence, and I'll do that. You know, could you imagine if um, if he was so hot and and thirsty and was looking for a nice, cool, refreshing Celsius? That yeah yeah diaby walked into a bodega for Celsius. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be, be awesome. incredible. So there we go. Happy to happy to oblige. Um, so let's see. Oh, we got the little Celsius. I had my first Celsius last night. It was awesome. Remind me to drink it before four p.m. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. She almost come with like a warning. Like this product works really really well. And I have to do the same thing. Uh, I'm I'm dragging a little bit today. It's four it's four thirty, 
And I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so I want to make sure I sleep well tonight. So, you know, um, I cannot have my afternoon Celsius. Sometimes they go for that on Mondays and Wednesdays, but I have to refrain because it will keep me up all night. It works very, very well. So uh, I've seen some like discussions and everything like that going back to the running. We got back a super room. chat. Oh, we got a super yep. chat. Never mind. Tano Games. Thank you for the four ninety nine super chat. Says I was at the game yesterday. Man, it was a hot one. Mm-hmm. I have to say, even though Baker has dodged a lot of possible sacks, the O line has impressed me so far. Yep. Yeah. Overall, I would say. Certainly, the offensive line has not been perfect, and Baker Mayfield has really bailed bailed out yeah. the offensive line here and there. But overall, for you know what everyone is asking of of this offensive line, what they are demanding of it, I think yeah. run game obviously was vastly improved, and I still feel like the the run game has a long yeah. way to go. I agree, and they were still efficient enough. So don't freak out about the run game just yet. I mean, Rashad looked way better, even though Sean Tucker had eight rushing attempts for yeah. seven yards. Still a work in progress. Right. I think after after the bye week, let's all reconvene and see yeah. how uh, how it goes. Pass yeah. blocking, work in progress, but mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not as fearful of Luke Edicky and Cody Malk as I once. Right, won. I'm a little bit more concerned about Robert Hainsey, to be honest with you. Okay, and 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 I tell you, I not that he's played bad. It's just man, Jordan Davis and um, and Jalen Carter. Boy, I, I think oh man, that's that's not good. That's not, I mean, it's not going to be good. Uh, Robert Hainsey, uh, he better eat his Wheaties before the game, big time. As Wayne says, Tristan Wirfs had a false start. Um, oh, no. Tristan Wirfs yeah. with a false start. All, all I'll say is um, I think the biggest reason why – let's remember, this game was fairly close until the Shaq Barrett picked six at the end. Yeah. I think while the Bucs didn't have – like they didn't have a hundred yards worth of penalties. I believe it was fifty-five. Is in that fifty range? Yeah. Um, the penalties came at costly moments, which I they think did really, mm-hmm. really hurt them. Like the Tristan Wirfs one, for example, that was a third and one in the red zone. Where yes. if it's third and one, you can go play action, you can run it, you, you have yep. a number number of different options. You go fall, you get a false start penalty, third and six. Yep. Now you have to pass it. There's miscommunication. Anyway, right. so for the field goal, that's the field goal that got blocked. And then yeah. later on in the game, in that fourth quarter, when you have a chance to close it out, you're up by one possession, but even a field goal makes it a two-possession game. Right. I'm not going to knock Mike Evans too much because he had an incredible game, yeah. but there was a holding penalty on him on that's a screen right. to Chris Godwin, which it would have been a first down, but that kind of ruined the drive right then and there. There were a couple of costly, costly penalties that kept the Bears around until – True. Finally said enough. Yeah. And it's also little things too, right? We talked about the, the two key fumble recoveries that kind of flew into the radar because the Buccaneers won. Um, and, and, uh, it kept points off the board for the bears that Jake Camarda, sorry, I'm not, he's deserved. He deserves it. Jake Camarda, the Jake Camarda fumble recovery was big. The Baker Mayfield fumble recovery was big. But the Jake Camarda punting yesterday was really, really good. I mean, not just the 72-yarder that completely flipped yeah. the field, uh, but and, and not just – Yeah, his punt at the end set up that pick six. It, it nailed him right back inside the five-yard line. So, uh, yeah, it's – it's when Todd Bowles talks about complimentary football, you can't forget special teams too. And even though there was the special teams gap, I think it was more on, on Justin's school, the um, – the offensive tackle than it was Luke Gedeke because it was in between the two. Mm-hmm. But the rule is when you're when you're blocking on PATs, extra points, you always step to the inside. That's your gap. Your your inside gap is your gap. And so that that gap was actually school. So he kind of got blown up a little bit. And I think that's why there was a block. But I think I Jake Camarda so far is the MV punter. Not the like MVP, it. the MV yeah. punter. I saw someone tweet that out so I can't take right. credit for it. But um, we do want to give credit to Buck's Basement for this five yeah. super chat. Thank you, Buck's Basement, who says it's low key disrespectful that watching sports media all day, not a single person brought up the Bucks slash Baker, but talked about Fields and the Bears. Yeah, interesting yeah. point. I think that just kind of goes in general. Fear mongering tends to uh, yeah. you know get more eyeballs on it. Whether it's something right. in the news, it usually tends to slant more negative in general. Right. Football as well. I mean, obviously the Bears are a very historic team. When it's a well, top you, you're, pick, you're also talking the Chicago media market, and then like Tampa Bay too. So there's that yeah. for the national perspective. 
I'll tell you this though, Bucks basement. If the Bucks come out and beat the Eagles on Monday Night Football, then they'll just get overshadowed by the other Monday Night Football game because Joe Burrow's playing in that one. But right. after yeah. that, <laughs> people will be talking about the Bucks' three and zero start and defeating the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's on the yep. Bucks. They can really make some noise. Um, exactly. We do have a um, oh chicken uh, from Iceland. We're, we're gonna awesome. Put yeah, that we had up there. someone from Brazil and we had yeah. someone from. Uh, the Netherlands as well. So awesome. shout out to all of the watchers and the yes. national ones. Ryan Giles with the 199 Super Chat. Appreciate it, Ryan. Says, fair to already be nervous about losing Dave Canals. I- I'm assuming you need to do <laughs> a, uh, a head coaching job next season. Yeah. No, I would not be worried not just yet. This is his first time being an offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's off to a solid start, but I don't think anyone would say he's off to a great start. And unless the Bucks, you know, break records for most points scored in a season and most points right. per game. I think other teams would be wary of like, okay, you did it one season. Can you do it another season? I mean, there are, I mean, Eric Bieniemy is still trying to get a head coaching job and you know, so right. uh, it, it takes years sometimes. Bruce yeah. Arians, it took him years to finally become a head right. coach. And I know everyone's looking for the next big thing. And Sean McVay kind of has, change that trend a lot in the yeah. Shanahan's, but yeah, I wouldn't be worried about that. Yeah, I agree. And listen, he's going to interview well, right? He's, he's, you know, he good looking dude, well-spoken, very charismatic, very engaging, very detail oriented, but they're going to be looking at a guy that's got the body of work. Right. And, and right now he's, he's doing, oh, he's two games into, into his play calling uh, career, but, He's got a long ways to go. I, Scott, I'm sorry. You can uh, you can tell that he learned, or you can tell that he coached underneath Pete Carroll. Like There's just no doubt. his like enthusiasm and everything. He's, it would, yeah. He, it he's, would be, he's the uh, human Celsius, as you call him. Matt. Yeah, it would be so funny if next year, like, oh, now he's been under Todd Bowles for a year. He just yeah. like every press conference, he's like, we just got to score more points. <laughs> <laughs> and like, right. it's just the, completely takes <laughs> yes. on the personality of his coach, no matter where he right. is. It's like. You know, it doesn't doesn't give away too much or anything. We always appreciate a good bear bashing here. And Kelly says, if any bears need a job, Disney's looking to add to the country bear jamboree. So I appreciate that. Uh, another super chat from Paul, aka Thank Florida Dreamhouse. Thanks, Paul. Says. Uh, one more super chat. Well, yeah, one more super chat to thank Matt for his picks. His picks and my playing them fund my super chat addiction. It's that full circle thing. LOL. Paul, thank you so much for mentioning yes. that because if you watch my show, Pewter Picks and Props, which comes out every Friday, I am undefeated picking Bucks games right now. Yes. I was correct on the spread of the Bucks plus six and a half and the under against the Vikings. Yep. I took the Bucks minus three and the over of 40 and a half. So those both have hit. I went five and two with my picks last week. Yep. Um, I hit both of my props this week. Um, with the over and the passing yards for Baker Mayfield and Justin Fields. I'm not going to give the, away the rest of my NFL picks because I have two picks for the Monday night games tonight. Right. So you can ch- still check out Peter Picks and Props if you want to uh, take a look at those. But in the meantime, you would also play all of these games on Underdog Fantasy, including the Monday night football games tonight. Pickums is so much fun because you're just – choosing whether you think a certain player is going to have higher or lower on a certain number of their stats, whether it's yeah. a quarterback and passing yards or rushing yards for a running back and so on and so forth. You just have to pick at least two players, one from each team. And the more picks you make, whether it's three times, six, 10, as you see on the screen there, the more money you can win. So obviously there is the benefit or the incentive factor to make more picks, yeah. but there is also insurance. So Say you make four picks and you hit three out of the four. If you have that insurance, you still end up winning some money. So underdog fantasy, uh, use the promo code pewter, a.k.a. Uh, AKA uh, spelled P-E-W-T-E-R. Right. Get a deposit bonus. Start using pick them, all the different games at underdog fantasy. Maddie Diamonds. I love it. That's your new nickname. <laughs> I'm <laughs> with fantastic. it. I'm He's with shining. It. He's shining. I am shining. Um, Tom Bucks fan, 140 large. Hey, you're, you're using my uh, lingo there. Um I always tell people like I bet, thir- yeah, I, I went thirty large on the bucks, and they're like, you know, you won thirty grand. I'm like, no, I didn't say thirty grand, thirty large. That's thirty bucks for me. Hey, winning is winning. Doesn't matter right. in what shape and size it, it comes in, uh, as long as they're winning. And we got a super chat from Emily Coppa. Thank you so much for the nine ninety nine super chat, Emily. You're always in the chat uh, throughout all Peter yeah. Report podcasts. So appreciate, appreciate you, Emily, who says. It is such a breath of fresh air to have a new offense to keep everyone guessing what we are doing. 
hoping we surprise many and go far this season, contradictory to many expectations yeah. out there. Emily, I'm absolutely with you. And yeah. I, I think maybe some of this has to do with Baker as the new starter. Trey Palmer is a shiny new toy that the Bucs yep. uh, can use in their offense. But I still feel like we've only seen a little bit of this offense. And I'm not saying every single game you're going to see crazy trickery yeah. and all these motions and all this stuff. We saw the Devin Tompkins end around. Yeah, for I sure. As the season goes, we're going to see more and more of it. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you guys crack me up in the comments today. That Vea sack turned <laughs> for them from cocaine bear to care bear. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, you know, oh my um, god we actually, have, <laughs> we actually have some video from um from todd bowles today specifically talking about the great job that vita vea did let's do and, it and um talked a little bit about um mike green and and logan hall as well because mike green got the start in this game yeah. you know he was a yep. uh yeah he was a starter so let's get to todd bowles I think they're coming into their own. You know, they, they played hard yesterday. They got off the ball, led by Vita. Vita did some great things to free the other two guys up. But I think Logan's finding his niche, and Mike's playing good football right now. So if they keep getting along like that, hopefully by midseason we should hit our stride. Yeah, and he's grown into a great leadership role. Uh, he got off the ball yesterday quite a few times. He had a heck of a ball game. He kind of closed down the middle of the field for us. He got pressure in the passing game. and. His stamina as he continues to run for a guy that size is, is still still really unbelievable to look at. But he plays hard, he plays tough, and he's our anchor. Yeah, earlier yeah. earlier we talked about uh, former Washington Husky Kate Otten playing 97% of the snaps. Right. Vita Vea, also a former Washington yeah. Husky. Maybe it's something over in Washington in their workout regimen. Yeah. But you got Greg Gaines, too. He's yeah, but, from, from Washington. But Vita's still playing all of those snaps. Uh, yeah. Was truly impressive again given all the heat because the the outside linebackers they rotated to keep everyone fresh and clearly that paid off at yeah. at the end of the game but yeah Vita Bea increased his snap count percentage this week at, at home so uh he's no longer limited to a certain number of snaps they're just letting him go and clearly it's to the benefit of the Bucks defense it really is and when you look at at somebody that size playing with as much vigor as he does and and really stamina too like you don't see Vita Vea like taking plays off right no. I mean the the plays he takes off he's on the sidelines getting yes. a water Gatorade <laughs> he's literally out of the game yeah. he's not gonna loaf that's my point and so uh, yeah it's impressive for for him to be as big as he is and, and also to I and, and it came through in your Matt your snap count story today just how much they rotate their defensive line especially the outside linebackers that's why those guys were so fresh and if you look at that Shaq Barrett play you have Greg Gaines who's kind of getting doubled on that play he is the nose tackle filling in for Vita on the pick six but Logan Hall had a great rush where he was looping kind of from the outside because it was basically a uh, a TE stunt between the tackle Logan Hall and and Shaq Barrett, the edge rusher who came inside and kind of like stopped and said, wait a minute, I think they're doing the screen here and kind of drifted back and had that one-handed interception. But if you look, JTS is screaming right at Justin Fields. And I thought that was JTS's best game as a pro. Yeah. I was really impressed. And I wrote the previous week. Uh, sometimes, I don't know if it was what I said or what the coaches said or whatever, but um, people – at one buck place, they read our stuff. The players do, the general managers do, the coaches do. And and I one of my predictions was if he doesn't pick up his level of play from the Minnesota game, Anthony Nelson's gonna be the starter by midseason. And uh kudos to JTS, man. Uh whoever talked to him and maybe just watched the film yeah. from his performance at Minnesota. He left some plays out there. But yesterday, different story. Hats off to JTS. Joe Tryon showing it with a hell of a game. This is the JT, and I agree with you. I think it was his best game as a, as a pro. Yeah, start to finish. Yep. Yeah, start to finish. This is the JTS that everybody envisioned when he first got drafted to Tampa. This yeah. is the JTS that can make the Bucks pass rush, especially with Shaq on one side and JTS on the other, a truly, truly horrifying group to go up against with Vita Vea in the middle and then 
oh, they get a little bit of a break. Well, Yaya Diaby, while I think they gave him a half sack and then they took it away. But, like, Yaya, I've been encouraged by what he's done. He's next up, man. And Anthony Anthony Nelson seems to always be in the right place in the right time. I am really, really liking this this rotation outside linebacker. And yeah. I think it has motivated Joe Tryon showing uh, to, to really pick up his game. And, oh, by the way, the guy that only got in three snaps got a strip sack in the game right. with Cam Gill. So <laughs> the right. outside linebackers are absolutely clean in house so yeah. far uh, early on in the season. And that's just a great sign because, you know, your defense can, can be great blitzing all the time. And mm-hmm. obviously Todd Bowles will do it with Devin White. But there is no... There's really no recipe or yeah. any type of way to counteract just a great pass rush with four or five guys up the defensive line instilling their dominance against an mm-hmm. offensive line. There's just not much you can do about yeah. it, and the Bucs are trying to get to that level. It's interesting, uh, and, and I think this kind of upsets the the pass-happy analytics and stat nerds, and we love you guys, but um, – the, the, running game ha- no. yeah. <laughs> the, the running game, yeah. The running game has its I'm place. Kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. The, the running game has its place, uh, and as as Dave Canales kind of said, you know, it's it's about the efficiency of it, and as Todd Bowles has said, it's about the volume of runs because uh, passes they they stop the clock, right? And how many times did we see uh, Byron Leftwich run on first down, and now it's you know second and eight. And then two passes uh, incomplete, and all of a sudden it's three and out, and you're punting the ball. Whereas this this rushing attack, it, it's it still has the training wheels on, right? It went from, uh, you know, would they have fifty some yards? And uh, uh, no, they have seventy three yards in the season opener, uh, which was two yards less than what they averaged last year, which is seventy five. Nothing to write home about. One hundred and twenty yards yesterday. That's a good sign. But more importantly, Matt. And pewter people, what it's doing is it's keeping that defense off the field yes. and it's resting the players. So you can see plays like Carlton Davis at the end of the Vikings game have enough juice to break up that pass on third down, or Shaq Barrett uh, to be sitting down and chilling for eight minutes while the offense is on the field, marching down the field, have enough juice to get the pick six, or Christian Izian uh, or, or Anton Winfield to knock somebody's lights out and force a pick. That's the beauty of the running game. Yes. It doesn't always have to be the Philadelphia Eagles or the Tennessee Titans or the Baltimore Ravens where it's just, you know, an absolute uh, steamroller of, of a monster on, on the ground. But it has to be effective enough to help the defense. It's all Ty Bowles wants. It's just his defense rested. You know, it's like, hey, you get us a lead and we're going to keep it. And then a Shaq Barrett that he added on to it at the end. That can't be overlooked. And I, I don't get about keeping the defense fresh and ready to go for the end of the game by the offense, you know, having long sustained drive. And it's no shocker that the defense made the big play at the end when the offense controlled the football for a majority yeah. of the game. If you look at that time of possession, there will be some people that are like, oh, you get paid all this money. Like you should be ready to go no matter what. Right. Listen, when, once you get tired, you're tired and there's not much that you can do about it. You know? Exactly. And, and you can train as much as you want, but if you're doing 15 plays, emptying the tank, and then you yeah. get a two-second break, and then you're back at it, you're just going to be exhausted. There's not much you can do about it. Yeah. Paul, with AKA Florida Dreamhouse, with another $5 Super Chat. You are the man. Thank you so much, Paul. You are great. He says, drink Celsius. Watch Pewter Report Daily. Bet Matty Tynan's picks. Watch Bucks <laughs> football. Squash the Baker hate on social media equals living your best life. Yeah, you are the best, Paul, aka Florida Dreamhouse. Yeah, thank you so you. much. And we got another super chat from Anthony Pep with a four ninety nine super chat who says, "Simple super chat for a simple reason: pay Mike." And then parentheses, y'all the best. Thanks for all the amazing coverage, Anthony. You are the best. Thank you. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, this is part of what we talked about a little bit, Scott, with Mike, and why the Bucks kind of are juggling a couple of things with deciding whether or not to pay Mike, because yeah. you're going to have to see how the season goes. And when you're off to a 2-0 start, it, it makes for more of a case of we need to re-sign Mike because this right. team is still good. Tristan Wirfs, Anton Winfield, Baker Mayfield, yeah. um, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, Devin White. Devin I mean, in the mix. Levante David. I mean, there's this is big. I wrote about it in my Fab Five on Friday. 2024 
It doesn't get easier for, for Mike Greenberg, does no. it? We love Greeny. It doesn't get any easier, right? It's like 2021, resign everybody, Greeny. Okay, fine, I'll do it, right? He resigns <laughs> everybody, you know? And then it's like last year, uh, you know, you're dealing with, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're going to let Carlton Davis and and uh, he's he's going to check the market, you know, and, and see. And they brought him back and they made some more signings. Oh, Tom Brady's in retiring? Good. Now re-sign him. Fit him under the yeah. cap, right? And then this past year, it's like we have no money. We're done with the Super Bowl. we got to put the credit card away. Uh, let Jamel Dean and Levante go and try to re-sign him on the cheap. Find us a cheap quarterback at $4 million or under. I mean, you know, it doesn't get any easier. And now next year's assignment, hey, we have all the mega superstars in this team just about coming up for free agency. Which ones are we going to keep and for how much? It's it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. I think Mike Greenberg's up to the task. Appreciate yeah. the, the – this is just the, the text here. I really appreciate that. Pewter Report A, a.k.a. the Raymond James Syndicate, <laughs> influencing the Bucks from behind the scenes for years. Uh, we 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 have our, our buttons we press. Let's just say that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Bucks sound like they need Celsius on the sidelines. Well, yeah, but I think they've got a big Gatorade contract. Usually most NFL teams do. Um, speaking of contracts, it's really important when you're looking to buy or sell a house that when you, you know, put a house under contract that you're getting the absolute house you want in the right neighborhood, uh, for the right price. And you're going to want a professional in your corner. And the, the only pro I, I can refer you guys to is the official realtor of Peter report. And that of course is Eric Gross in the Eric Gross group. Folks, I know Eric, um, been communicating with him. I, I met him this offseason. He's a great Pewter Report reader, listener, and watcher of the podcast. And the Eric Gross Group is the type of Pro Bowl caliber realty company that you want in your corner. When it comes to buying or selling a house, uh, it's, it's a tough market out there. Eric has done plenty of deals in this crazy real estate market, and you're going to want him in your corner you got to visit their website. It's housesinfla.com. It's a fantastic website. You can view their inventory and check out all of the different houses that they have um, in their listings. And the biggest thing that I can also tell you too is, is it's not just the Eric Rose Group. It's also part of the EXP Realty Group with 85,000 agents on their roster. So let's say you're moving out of state into Florida, or let's say, unfortunately, you have to leave the great state of Florida and go elsewhere. Eric and the Eric Gross Group can help you buy or sell in the state that you're in and do the same thing here in Florida. So it's a it's an end-to-end transaction. Their clients are not just transactions, they're lifelong friendships. Don't let the stress of buying or selling a home keep you out of the game. Let the Eric Gross Group take the pressure off. Again, visit housesinfla.com. Or find them on Instagram and Facebook at Eric Gross Group. All right. Whether, where, wherever you are in your home ownership journey, the Eric Gross Group, the official Realtor Peter Report, is going to help you out. Make sure you check them out. Their website, their phone number, you can see it <clears throat> on the screen. And Scott, as we start to wrap up the show, uh, there was something during the game I just I want to know as we get another super chat from uh, Paul, aka Florida Dreamhouse. A playoff win in 2023 for the Bucks equals Glazers opening their wallet. They have no yeah. choice. Yeah, winning. That's actually a great point. Yeah, it is. Winning encourages a lot. It does, and I, and I think that the Glaziers, whether it's Mike or Devin or whoever, they're taking a wait and see approach. Matt, it's like, do we have the right offensive coordinator who's new? Is this the right system? Do we have the right head coach? Do because they know they've got the right defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. Do they have the right head coach in Todd Bowles? Right, that's what they want to find out. Do they have the right quarterback? That's the most important position of football. If they feel like the Bucks have reloaded and are ready to, you know, take fire at the NFC South title and and go for that again and be a real contender in the NFC for the Super Bowl, then I think you will see the, the wallet open up a little bit. What they don't want to do is make all these investments into a team that might be going, yeah. you know, it, down a little bit. And and they've they've witnessed that, Matt. It was it was the Tony Dungy Gruden years and then Right down to Raheem Morris, Greg Schiano, Lovey Smith, Dirk Cutter, and then the resurgence again with Arians. It was a dark dozen years. So I can't blame them. It's a lot of money, but you know, we'll see. I think happens. I think a lot of the times it's best to be proactive, but in this situation yeah. specifically, it's almost a little bit better to be reactive yeah. with uh 
you know, with how they look. I wanted to get to this yeah. video uh, sure. real quick. It, for those watching the Bucks game yesterday, or maybe you were on the Peter Game Day stream with me, I noticed that Kate Otten, who went barehanded at Washington, mm-hmm. wore gloves in the NFL, but he was barehanded again yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, huh, like, why was there a move for that? Um, and he explained the story. It's actually quite comical. Um, I felt good. Um, it was, you know, a game where we knew they were going to kind of play deep. Um, and so that some of the check downs would be there for us. And so I was ready uh, for, for when Baker made, needed me to, to make the plays and try and get as many yards as I could. And so um, it's always fun to catch the ball, um, but it's also fun because we, we stuck with the run all game just to, to wear them down and, uh, you know, just just keep going and, and execute and, you know, just as a team um, continue to work until uh, we, we were able to put the game away. I noticed you went back to going barehanded instead of gloves. What went into that decision? Yeah, uh, it was on Tuesday. I brought my gloves out to practice and I realized I brought two left-handed gloves. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, just throw them to the side. And then throughout practice, I just felt good catching the ball. And um, and so I did it again the next day and it felt good again. And so I just felt like going back to, back to it. Felt good. So Maddie, if, Maddie Diamonds with money questions today, man. This is if, awesome. If if anyone wanted to know, because I legitimately want yeah. to know, like yeah. why why all of a sudden was he going barehanded? So if anyone else wants to know as well, uh, there's your answer from Kate. That's awesome. Also, Matt did a fantastic job two weeks in a row on uh, Pewter Game Day, which is our, our live in game show. We start off with uh, with an hour pregame show, and that's going to take place again. And we'll we'll promo the Eagles uh, uh, Bucks game. As well, Bailey Adams will be doing Peter Game Day with Matt at the stadium with me. Um, but we have got a cool little graphic, a little intro graphic yes. that that uh, our our good friend Kyle uh, did. He is he's our our webmaster. He he's the the fifth beetle, as we like to call him, at Peter Report. Um, so if if you missed out on Peter Game Day, you also missed out on this cool graphic. But this is the intro. You know, we did the we do this intro for the Peter Report podcast. <laughs> Welcome. No, I'm just kidding. We already did the intro of the show. Uh, no, but this is the, the new Pewter Game Day intro, so check this out. Keeping with the pirate theme there, that didn't it's get you fired great. up. Like, how does you know? that not pump you up for I a I know. Game? Yeah. So make sure you, uh, if you're not going to the game, uh, watch, watch the game, and then also tune in to Peter Game Day, and uh, we'll be on talking about that as well. Uh, plus the Peter uh, pregame show uh, an hour before kickoff. Fire the cannons, exactly. Yep. Um, listen, folks, appreciate that. Yeah, we'll, we'll pass along these uh, these kudos to Kyle, and um, appreciate you guys for all the super chats and listening in today. We do have one more promo that I want to get to, but this one is about money. We've talked about winning money and gambling and. And uh, and Matt's big day, and I had a big day yesterday with the Bucks after taking an absolute bath in college football. I was awful, man. I only won on Clemson. That was it. My K State Wildcats got their butts kicked. I'm um, going out to Manhattan for the K State UCF game. I'm getting ready to go to Sun Lake High School to watch my daughter uh, Jillian. She's a cheerleader, but she's doing her powder puff game tonight in, oh, in cool. an hour. So that'll be fun. I'm going to watch her kick some ass, uh, but whatever. And uh, but but the thing is 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 when when you do win a whole bunch of money um, or maybe you just want to pocket your paychecks uh, invest that money and when you invest it invest wisely at a Muni Financial. At a Muni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations! We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. Folks, I have most of my financial assets at Amuni Financial for one reason. They're the best in the business. Managing 
your family's wealth means more to them at Immunity Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage, and advisory service, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. With 40 years of experience, let Immunity Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give them a call at 800-868-6864 or visit them on the web at immunity.com. And after you do that, make sure you follow us on all of our social media at Peter Report on X, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. We are at Peter Report, and then our YouTube channel is Peter Report TV, where we got tons of content out, whether it's different interviews, things from practice, our podcast, our Peter Game Day show. Of course, we'll have Wednesday show where we preview Bucks versus Eagles. That'll be at 4 p.m. So until then, please follow us on all of our stuff, and that's going to do it for today's yeah. show. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We will see you on Wednesday for another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Big Monday night game tonight. NFC yeah. South is heavily involved. Peace out. Peace out. 42 away from 12,000. Yeah. Please subscribe.